Hi everyone, my name's Jessica Acker and I'm currently a manager on Burnley Birth Centre within Lancashire Women and Newborn Centre and I'm also the lead within our trust for the rollout of maternity continuity of carer and I just wanted to start today's podcast by saying happy International Day of the Midwife. We thought it would be fitting as we approach NHS's 75 year birthday to talk about how midwifery has changed over the years and so I'm joined today by two midwives past and present so Sheena, first of all, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hi Jess and hi Hello. Justine. Hello. Yeah, so my name's Sheena Byram and I'm a midwife. I've been a midwife since the early 1970s and I'm delighted to be here. I'm still a practicing midwife. I don't catch babies anymore, but I tend to catch midwives and support midwives throughout their career. And I'm just really delighted to be part of this celebration because I've worked all my career in East Lancashire. So thanks, Jess. Hi, my name's Justine Malloy. I am a midwife at East Lancashire Healthcare Trust, but I'm also the manager at, at Blackburn Birth Centre. I qualified in 2002 and I've always worked for East Lancs, just progressed to manager over the last five years. And I'm so honoured to be able to work at Blackburn Birth Centre. It's a fantastic place to work. Wonderful. I should probably say my background. So I've also always been a midwife at East Lancs. Did my training here as a student midwife and qualified 14 years ago uh, in 2009. Justine was one of my wonderful mentors during my training. So I worked very closely with Justine over the years, which is lovely. Fantastic. It's so nice to see you both. Looking at you now in your uniform is really, really nice. and It's so special for me for two reasons, because first of all, Jessica is my goddaughter. That was completely something that happened within the universe that we were chosen to be together on this podcast. It wasn't done because of that reason. So it's very special to see you, Jessica, you know, in your uniform and being a midwife for 14 years. Goodness me, that's just totally amazing. And the other thing is that Justine is working in the birth centre that I worked really hard to establish when I was working as head of midwifery at East Lancashire. And there's a big story behind it, how we finally got some premises and, and everyone in agreement to have this wonderful birth centre. And it's a freestanding birth centre, so it's away from the hospital. And we know that the outcomes for those kind of birth places are very, very good. So. I'm delighted that that birth centre is still open when there's many around the country closing. It just gives me great joy to see you and to see you there as well. It's like a big pleasure for me. So fabulous. Oh, that's lovely, Sheena. Can I just say I'm a very proud goddaughter because you've always obviously been my inspiration for coming into midwifery through my childhood, seeing and hearing your stories. And yeah, at the young age of 18, I started my journey in midwifery. So thank you for everything you've done. Oh, well, I think you've done it yourself, Jess, but it's lovely to be part of you. Oh, journey. yeah. It's this is wonderful doing this together. So I've got a question for Sheena. So Sheena, obviously you have a wealth of experience. What changes have you seen over the last few decades in midwifery? Oh, my goodness me. Well, there's been a lot. There's been significant changes. And if I can just take you back on a journey to the 1970s when I first started as a pupil midwife, we were called pupil midwives in those days, and we had to be nurses already. And what I first experienced was very, very different to what's going on today. So women, women didn't have particular choices in anything. So not just about the place of birth, although home birth 
was still an option. But there was no sort of, there was just the hospital and it was the old, in East Lancashire, it was either the modern Burnley Hospital, which is where I trained to be a midwife. So that was very modern. It was the Edith Watson maternity unit or the old Blackburn Queen's Park, which was the old workhouse, which was a very, very antiquated place to be. And so I, when I was a student nurse training in Blackburn, I actually did some work experience in Queen's Park in that old workhouse. And it was that that really got me into wanting to be a midwife because I was I was actually brought in right at the last minute to catch a baby with a midwife and have my hands underneath her hands. And she was called Sister Livesey. And I thought I was going in to clean the room and it was just quite amazing. So that what made me want to be a midwife. And then I went to Burnley to be a midwife and it was very modern there, as I've said. But the, the differences were, so midwives were, so you tended to be on your own caring for women in labour. So that's very different in that even as a student midwife, midwives just came in at the last minute. There were no men in the birth rooms, so no partners, um, no, no female or male partners at all. So imagine you bringing your wife in or your partner in and you were sent away at the door. We used to ask questions like when somebody came to you pregnant, you were asked really intrusive questions like, are you married? When were you married? What year were you married in? And we assumed that if you've been married longer than a set period, I can't remember what it was, but it was say for five years you'd been married and then you were having a baby. We assumed without asking any further questions that this was a what we called a precious baby and that that person had to have a, a more intensive care just in case anything went wrong. Can you believe that? I mean, when I think, oh, wow, it's just, what do you think about that? It's remarkable, yeah. you know, to think that it that's is. what we did. So we asked questions like what religion and all kinds of really, I mean, we think we ask intrusive questions now, for example, about domestic abuse or any other prompts that we use. But then it was very much, it was, and it was very judgmental as well, because if you weren't married, generally people treated you a little bit differently. So that was one thing. And then the other thing was we separated mums and babies and some babies used to go into nurseries and that was the done thing. Everybody wanted it. So in general, I mean, I'm not talking about as things started to change, but in general, most women wanted their babies out of their sight and they took sleeping tablets. So we used to give most people Mogadon sleeping tablets to sleep whilst their milk came in and then they got engorged breasts and then they were leaking and then and in absolute agony. So we had to give painkillers and then we used to use something called breast binding. So we had like a draw sheet that we used to get nappy pins because babies had real nappies in those days, no disposables. And we used to like strap their their breasts up with these big sheets to make them comfortable. And then women used to say, oh, thank you. I'm so glad, but still wanted their babies away because that's what we did. It, we, they were socialized into that. And it's funny because when I do talks now to maybe women's groups of old ladies and I say to them, now it's different. And, you know, we're talking about what goes on now. And at the end, very old ladies will put their hands up and say, do you know, it's terrible now. My granddaughter's just had a baby and she has to look after it herself. That was another thing. I think one of the interesting things for me there, Sheena, is talking about going back to how things were. That's what's happening now. 
And through my career, one of the biggest things that happened within our trust was the opening of our birth centres. And again, that's something that you'll have seen through your career. They were opened many, many years ago and closed and we're, we're back to birth centres being available. And I suppose that's another change that I've seen, but then you'll have also seen in a different era. That's really good that you've said that. That's a really good point because that's a positive. So the positive things that have happened is so we didn't used to ask women if it was OK, for example, to do these things to them. So when a woman came in in labour, she was given a shave, an enema and a, and a bath. And that was everybody. And we didn't say, is it OK if we do that? We just said, pop on the bed and we'll do it. But the good thing now is that women do have a voice and even though it may be not as good as it could be and we maybe need to listen more, I do feel in general women do have more information to make choices and, and choices sometimes are available to them. And that, yeah, I've seen the closure of birth centres and then the opening of it again. And so there are many, many positive things. Um, you know, I think midwives have got more skills now, more more technical skills, more midwifery skills, provide continuity of care really without having to call a doctor in, for example. So I think there is the many, many positive things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the opening of the birth centres, particularly in our area, we, we have three birth centres in East Lanks as well as the obstetric unit. So two standalone birth centres, Rosendale and Blackburn, which do open up that choice for ladies, for families. And we know the research is there to say that women with low risk pregnancies do so much better within a midwifery setting and more so a standalone unit than an alongside unit. And it's getting that information out there and giving women the confidence in that, that sometimes we do struggle with because people think, well, just in case I need to be somewhere else just in case. But actually, you know, the research is if, if you're in an obstetric unit when you're low risk, you're more likely to need intervention than what you would do in a standalone unit. But it is it's, it's giving ladies confidence in their own bodies and in nature, you know, from the beginning of time, women have been giving birth. And of course, obstetricians have their role and that's huge that we keep families safe and we keep mums and babies safe. But we are able to give more choice now. And it, it's phenomenal because, I mean, I've read your book, Sheena, and, and read all about how midwifery was. We all did coming through university and you can't imagine those times when you've not worked in them because we all strive for the best for our families but we don't always realize that what we're doing at the time isn't always the best and it's exactly. not till we start looking at the research that we then realize well actually so it's so important that we keep up to date and the research keeps coming and we keep investigating and we keep sharing that information just before the podcast we were talking weren't we about how there is a lot of information out there for, for young families, but it's making sure the right information's out there because there is quite a bit of scaremongering as well, which is difficult for families to, to then make a judgment, you know, because it's such an important time in your life, pregnancy and birth. It is. But yeah, the changes. It's, it's catalytic changes. Birthing is, is absolutely fundamentally the most important thing. So you're absolutely right. I loved what you said. It gives me so much joy to hear professional midwives like yourselves talking about with passion, talking about these important parts of your your job. And one of the other things I wanted to say that's really positive is that you're now degree educated. You've got the best education 
to be professional midwives. And we know an abundance of evidence of what the difference midwives make. If midwives are trained properly, if they're supported appropriately, and if they have the right regulation, then they save lives. The evidence is just in abundance of the benefits of midwives and midwifery. So now that you've got degree education, which is not what I didn't have, I had literally a 12 months training, can you imagine? Uh, And you have that. And I hear sometimes my peers say to me, I was talking to someone the other day, she said, well, what's wrong now is that nurses and midwives, they're at university when they should be by the bedside, and that's where it's all going wrong. And I said, well, I don't agree. I think they can be both. And one of the things I struggled with was being able to speak up and to be able to articulate the evidence and the research evidence in a way that's understandable and that's non-biased and that and I really understand understood when I did a master's degree then I kind of got into that world of understanding the importance of research evidence in delivering care and in offering choices you've got that to start off with so like I'm in awe of you and I just love the fact that you qualified to that level and uh, and that you can go on learning and that you can do PhDs and really help the next decades of midwives and you're right in what you said Justine in in that what will people feel in years to come like what 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 are they going you know midwives think in 10 years time 20 years time looking back on what you're doing now I think me and Justine we spoke about this earlier Justine one of the things that we're proud of and we do a lot as the birth centre managers and again it's going back to choice we have women now who, as we've mentioned, are midwifery-led or just sometimes fall just outside of that category. So we do a lot of birth plans and birth choices with women and the families to look at what their previous experiences have been and what they'd like for their pregnancy this time and place of birth and where they'd like to have this baby. And we try and advocate for them what they want and where they should birth so we meet up it's quite regular isn't it Justine maybe every week we have a a family that will come in and we'll discuss their options their options might be to birth in a location that is deemed maybe not the suitable location so we discuss them options around choice and safety and put plans into place that we're all happy with and I think that's something that we really enjoy doing Mm. as managers on here because it's getting back to you know we don't always do that a lot of clinical midwifery and it's it's seeing women it's seeing families and being able to discuss and promote their options and choices which is wonderful and it's bringing in them partners and families you you alluded to this earlier Sheena that they were waved away at the door when they arrived in labour and that's so different now we see that you know the choices also involve birthing partners choices and thoughts and feelings and and Mm. thoughts of the family and it's it used to be that nobody was with a lady in labour and now we see a whole group of people I mean I once had a birth at Burnley Birth Centre with eight female relatives in that room and it was so empowering and wonderful close to the birth I had to say right everyone I need silence now (laughs) because they were passionate and excited and it was wonderful and it's just nice that we can see different dynamics in birth rooms we see nowadays. We obviously experienced this ever so slightly Justine during the Covid pandemic where partners weren't present for the whole of birth and and we saw how that affected labour and and and, you know and it affected the care we provided we had to really sort of alter our care because women would be without 
a family member or partner for many, many hours, which was devastating to see for us when we've never seen that or been used to that before in our careers. And you're and you're right, Jess, and it and it did halt. You know, when you you're talking about pregnancy and then labour hormones and the oxytocin, that's yeah. all around love and support. And yeah. you do get ladies that are scared of labour, particularly first time mums. You don't know what to expect. It's the unknown. And having that support of that partner, your birth partner next to you, and then when that's kind of taken away. It, it has a, a, a massive effect on your hormone levels. You know, contractions stop, they slow down. You know, we're interrupting that kind of natural. It was a really devastating time not being able to support partners to be in the in the birth rooms. Thankfully, it wasn't for, for very long. But even so, some some ladies do want more than one person there. And, and yeah. why why not? It's a celebratory event. If, if you can support a lady if their family can can aid that labour then why not so yeah on the birth centres we have a lot more freedom with that like we don't have visiting times here you know a gentleman just came and said we've had a, a baby born here this morning at the birth centre and he said oh when, when can I bring the other children and I said whenever you want whenever you want just you can get family to drop them off you pop off and, and bring them back it's just wonderful and, and it makes us such a big difference to their experience to be able to share that with the family. It's like being at home then, isn't it? Because really, yeah. you know, birth used to be in the home. You know, 90% of babies were born at home. I think I think one thing for me, and um, you saying, Sheena, about years ago, a lot of babies were born at home. I think it's about building them relationships as well with these women that I think probably years ago you had the time and ability to do that maybe a little bit more than we do now and obviously highly on the agenda is continuity of care and providing continuity with w women and it's building them relationships again to provide the best optimum care that suits their choices suits their needs suits the medical and obstetric needs but I think relationship building with women and families is really important oh, through this and yeah. that yeah. might be something that I've seen change over the years even yeah. in my 14 years of being qualified and we have seen that just haven't we with the continuity teams that we've yeah. set up the first one we yeah. set up was in Blackburn the Willow team it felt like going back to basics that's exactly how it felt and I went to one of the birth suite team leaders meetings and, and trying to explain to them how important the the community midwives time is with the women we are the building block the booking and the antenatal period are the building blocks of that lady's pregnancy journey and we need to get that right because if we get that right then you know ladies won't be ringing triage then for little worries because actually they've just spent a good amount of time with the community midwife and it's all been discussed you know they, they're aware of what happens when you're going into labour what happens in that short time beforehand how your body changes and like you said the physiology of it all to be able to go through that in depth then it makes the journey a lot easier for the ladies because they understand everything that's happening to the body and how it and we did find that with the willow team didn't we that they were building those relationships with those families and we have kind of got away from that a little bit and i think continuity will bring that back yes. and being able to attend consultant appointments with the ladies you know to be there for 
for the ladies because sometimes you know ladies I've, I've been to an antenatal doing an antenatal clinic and the lady will come and say oh yeah I've had my appointments and they were talking about all this thing and I don't really know what they mean but and then they start asking you but actually being there at the time enables you to discuss it more thoroughly in a language that the lady can then digest and understand um yeah. yeah so I think continuity is huge and I think it'd be really exciting when we can kind of get going again with that it'd be fantastic you know we had a continuity of care team in my day we had a caseload team and uh, that took a long time to get going and it was part funded by sure start and they had amazing outcomes and they they just went from strength to strength and really when I retired it, it dissolved but it was a shame because they were they did such amazing work and one of the things they did in those days and it was 20 years ago what we used to call pushing boundaries and that wasn't done, done for any unsafe practice it was about you know not just going it was what you're doing now in terms of when you say you run sessions for women who maybe don't want to have their baby within a set criteria what they did is they did exactly that so they supported the woman whatever she chose to do whether she chose to have an elective section or birth at home and that continuity was so important because many of the women had had traumatic births or they had previous trauma maybe sexual trauma or violent trauma and they just gave them that one-to-one -one individual care and they didn't have to keep repeating it every time i mean you you guys know the benefits if you were having a baby you'd want continuity and and it was just why would we not want continuity i want the same doctor when i go and see my gp i want the same dentist why do you not want the same midwife and you're right jess when you're talking about relationships i mean to me it's the cornerstone of everything building a relationship whether you just met that woman in one split second and you've got to help her birth a baby building a relationship within a split second is absolutely mm -hmm. crucial and it's the love and the joy and the the attention and the the kisses and the hugs and the you know the absolute warmth that you wrap around that woman that is going to help her to have her baby. i mean obviously if she wants that kind of you don't care she might not want you to touch her but you know yeah. asked of course but it's just the relationship that you build whether it's in one minute or getting to know her during a pregnancy and birth but the continuity model we know from the evidence is the gold standard and if you can get that going again in east lancashire because let me tell you that east lancashire is a shining light in maternity care and you don't really know it when you're working in it because you very often are just seeing that, you know, one thing. I know you, Jess, and maybe you, Justine, are working in your region and seeing other regional services. But what I see is a global perspective because I'm working around the world as well as around the, the UK, seeing what midwives can do and aren't allowed to do, but seeing women's choices being absolutely marginalised and, and them not having the support of their leaders to be able to change the culture, to change practice, to give women the choices that they want. So you are, believe you me, you are up there with the top places in the country to have a baby. You must remember that you are totally brilliant and you are doing fabulous things. Thank you, Sheena. That stopped you from speaking. Yes, thank you. <laughs> 
No, and do you know it, it? We had a celebratory tea yesterday, didn't we? Because of the CQC inspection that we'd had, which was really good. And our head of midwifery yeah. came, and and she kind of just addressed us all to say how challenging it's been and how fantastic we're all doing. And sometimes we do kind of, I think. We always say we're really lucky at East Langs because of the culture that we work in. We work very, very closely with the obstetric staff. Mm. Thinking years ago, it was always Mr. You know, we all address the consultants. We never addressed anybody of the first name, but we do now. You know, the, the culture shift has changed and the culture is really good. We, we do work really well and they do listen. And you I know. think it's relationships again, Justine. We have good relationships mm. as our, yeah within our teams, don't we? And mm. I don't know if you say this at Blackburn, we definitely say it on Bailey Birth Centre. Our midwifery team on here is like a family. Quite often, a lot of us spend yeah. more time here with these people yeah. than we do at home. And we work so closely together. And it is, again, relationships. You've got to have that bond, happy times, sometimes sad times, challenging, scary times. Lots of different feelings and emotions happen on a day-to-day -day basis as a midwife. and our colleagues, every single member of our colleagues from our domestics right the way through to obstetric consultants, mm. we do work really closely together with and support each, and other. Support yeah. each other. Wonderful. Absolutely. And it's good to hear it, you know, you saying that Sheena, that um, you know East Lanks, we kind of know it but it's really good for somebody to stand there like yesterday with Tracy and today for you Sheena to say that we, it is a, a fantastic place to have a baby but we are doing a good job. It's yeah. lovely to hear it. Thank you. No, you are. You are. It's a great pleasure and it's wonderful to do this. And we should do this more often, shouldn't we? Where we get together and talk about the old times because it's just, because we're very lucky. We've got a very special profession and it's one yeah. of the oldest and the most important professions in the world. And you're doing that work now, right now. And it's just, you know, just always remember that and be proud of yourself. It's funny, isn't it? We were talking to another staff member and being a midwife is who you are, isn't wow. it? Yeah. You know, like, you know, yes, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I'm a mum, I'm a midwife. It's part of who I am. It's not it's all right, just, just a job, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely, it's who it's you in, are. It's ingrained, yeah. yeah. So can I ask you both one last question? So we've obviously got lots of experience and many years between the three of us in midwifery. But is the one piece of advice that you would give to anybody listening who is thinking about becoming a midwife in the future? Gosh, put me on the spot there. I think always keep the passion. Yeah. I think passion is everything because, you know, we do go throughout every midwife career there's always going to be challenging times and, and, and extremely sad times. The vast majority it, it's an amazing job and we see amazing things but I think keeping that passion for midwifery because sometimes when you, you're coming up against things that are, are difficult and struggling it's hard to keep that going but I think keep the focus, you know families, keep the passion going. Yeah. Beautiful. Sheena? Well, I'd give, I'd tell them to go and talk to uh, midwives who were enjoying their work, who were loving it and finding a, a successful career and asking them, what are the things that you, you like about it and what things should I get ready to prepare myself? But I would say that it's for me, it's been my, like my life. And if you can find a, a job that you absolutely love doing, it becomes you. And it takes you to the very centre of life itself. If you want that kind of profession, 
then go for it and just learn as much as you can, find out as much as you can before you make the plunge. And remember that there's challenges as well as joys in every job. That would be my advice. I think for me, it's just always remembering that you can make such a difference and we do make a difference to families' lives on a daily basis. And that feels so wonderful to be able to do that, but it's also fantastic to observe that and see what a difference supporting a family th through childbirth can make. And through my career, sort of the, the the biggest things I've done, I mean, I've had a fantastic career and I'm very early days into it, a long journey ahead, but I've been able to support three of my very, very best friends and more friends. I've been there for 26 births of people I know, for, but three of them people have recently last year just been my bridesmaids and I've been there for their four babies' births and that's just been fantastic and seeing the impact I can have, but also impact I've had on other people that you know or meet along your journey. And I think we take that for granted, what a special role being a midwife is for people you know personally, but also for them people that you might only meet once or twice in the pregnancy. And I always remember people, there's so many births, you know, situations, scenarios that I remember and talk about daily to my colleagues because the heartwarming moments that I'll remember all my career. We're very, very lucky to be midwives. I always say that. But as Justine said, keep that passion and enjoy it because it's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable job. So closing the podcast. So if this podcast has got you interested in a midwifery career here at East Lancashire Trust, we are a fantastic place to work and to start your career. You can Google East Lancashire Hospital Trust vacancies to find out more or come along to our recruitment event on Saturday the 20th of May. This will be at the Penny Suite in Burnley. Thank you everyone for joining us and happy International Day of the Midwife. Thank you.